The word epiphany means manifestation or appearance. So it's like when something happens, when something becomes apparent, and like suddenly you get it. It's like a light bulb going off. Like with the epiphany, it's not something, but someone becomes apparent. That's Jesus, the Son of God. And in Jesus, the love of God becomes apparent to us. And this love is not just for a select group, but it's for all the people, people of all nations. The story we just heard, the story of the Magi, is our story. I'll say that again. The story of the Magi in today's gospel is our story. And if it isn't, it should be. Now, let me explain what I mean. All right, so first, the Magi, or wise men, they come from the east after seeing a great star. And in the ancient world, a star signified the birth of a great ruler, a great king, or a significant person. And when they reach their destination, what do they do when they encounter uh, the infant Jesus? We're told that they prostrated themselves and did him homage. Oh, when's the last time you've uh, prostrated? Yeah, it's, it means like lying down, like lying face down. And although it might not be part of our regular uh, prayer lives, we do something similar um, inside the church. Like whenever we, uh, like when we enter bef and we, before we sit down on our pews or when we leave the church, uh, we genuflect, right, if we're physically able, or we do a deep bow, right, as a sense of, um, as a sign of reverence or homage, right, because it's, it's Jesus who's present in the Eucharist, in the tabernacle. And so if you notice, too, whenever uh, Mass begins and the priest gets to the altar, like, he kisses the altar, uh, we say that he's reverencing the altar because the, rev because the altar, it, it represents Jesus. All right, so we, we do a similar thing, uh, like the Magi. These Magi, these wise men, when they go to Jesus, they, they don't come up empty-handed, right? They come bearing gifts. And at first glance, uh, the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, uh, they seem like, I don't know, kind of strange gifts to give to an infant. So we have to take a deeper look into, like, what exactly are these gifts? You know, what do they signify? But first, an observation uh, regarding gifts. The gifts that you receive, it tells you something about who you are. The gifts that you receive tells you something about who you are. So for example, like four and a half years ago, five years ago, uh, before, like right before I became a priest, uh, there were some, yeah, very 
generous people who got me gifts. And so they gave me mm, like vestments, uh, like of different colors, you know, so this, this chasuble uh, that I'm wearing. Well, not, not this one, but um, different ones, different colors for the seasons. They got me uh, a chalice. And so if you, the thing about these gifts, like you don't give it to just anyone, right? It, it tells those gifts, it, it says something about who I am or back then who I was going to be, right? A priest. Earlier this year or, or last year for my birthday, my buddies, they got together and they got me a new putter. Uh, I think my old putter was broken or maybe I wasn't putting that well. And yeah, I think, I think it did the job because the first round that I, that I took out the putter, the new putter, I had like a record low number of putts. I think like 28 putts for the round, which is uh, very good for me. And then for Christmas, somebody gave me a box of balls because I, I tend to lose balls on the course. So these gifts, right, it, it says something about who I am. Right, as a hobby, I, I, I golf, so I'm a golfer, and apparently not a very good one. What about the gifts that the Magi give to Jesus? Right, they also tell us something about who he is. First of all, like, we're told that these gifts were, were like treasures, right? They're, so they have value, right? They're, they're worth something. So let's take a look at the first gift of gold. In the ancient world, it wasn't readily accessible. It was a rare, precious uh, material, metal, as it is now. But back then, it was a gift fit. It was a gift proper for a king, for a king. So this gift of gold, it signifies the kingship of Christ. And it tells us who Jesus is. He's a king. Right? It actually says that on the inscription on top of the cross, Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. But he's not just king of the Jews. He's king of all people. He's king of the universe. And the next gift of frankincense. Now, we're familiar with incense, right? It's used in the church for worship. And back then, similarly, it was used for worship of God by priests in the temple. And it signifies this gift. It signifies the divinity of Christ. So who is Jesus? He's God. He's divine. The last gift of myrrh. We might not be too familiar with myrrh, but it was a perfume used for the preparation of the burial of a body. And this signifies the humanity of Christ. It tells us that Jesus is a man who is to suffer and die. And we put all these gifts together. What do we get? Who is Jesus? He is the king who is both fully divine, God, and fully man. Here's another observation about gifts. The gift you give someone, it tells you who that person is to you and how much you value them. 
So the gift that we offer Jesus is a statement. It's a statement of who Jesus is and what he means to us, right, on a personal level. Right, so we're still in the Christmas season. Uh, today, tomorrow's the last day with the baptism of the Lord. So when we celebrated Christmas, right, what gift, being Jesus' birthday, what, what gift did we personally offer to him? Was it a big or small gift? Was it something of value? Was it something, was it a treasure? Something you treasured? Was it a one-time gift, right, that we only give to him? Maybe Christmas, maybe on Easter? Or is it a recurring gift that we give to him? Okay, lastly, lastly, the Magi. What's their destination? What's the town that they travel to? It's a town called Bethlehem. And you, you might have heard in homilies before, Bethlehem, that means something. Anybody knows what, what Bethlehem means in, in Hebrew? House of bread. House of bread. That's no coincidence that Jesus was born in a town that means house of bread. You know, bread which is so easily accessible, it's small, it's approachable, it's for all people, right? Not only um, select, not only like rich, affluent people, but it's for, for all people. So God gives us himself in the Eucharist, in his body and blood, in what looks and tastes like bread at this Mass and every Mass. And this gift of the Eucharist that God gives to us, it also makes a statement that God loves us beyond measure. And he doesn't hold back when he gives to us. He gives it all without counting the cost. He gave up his life for us on the cross, and he gives himself completely to us in the Eucharist fully present to us. So, is the story of the Magi in one way or another your story? I hope so.